What's up, motherfuckers? Trying to find your next spot for a show or event? Look no further, because Starbucks Productions is here to help. If you're looking for a solid team of people to get you started with your next performance or event, this is the company to contact. They're bringing back Field Trip this fall on September 16th and 17th. They have plenty more shows lined up. So what are you waiting for? Head over to Starbox Productions' Facebook page for all of your needs today. Tired of lowbrow production quality? Tired of having to ask your fucking nephew or whoever to fucking record some bullshit on his phone? Look no further. If you want to plan your next video project, Gorilla Graphics Design Agency can provide you with top-tier effects and production value. They have everything you can ask for with professional equipment and a stellar end product from top to bottom. Head over to GorillaGraphics.com for all of your design needs today. That's www.G-U-E-R-R-I-L-L-A-G-R-F-X.com. Yo, I'm just sitting here right now. Coleman McAllister, that's a really solid name. <laughs> that's really, like, pretty rad. Like, that's an RPG character, for yeah. sure. You know what's crazy, too? I'm named after my father, so I'm junior. Oh, nice. Coleman McAllister Jr.? You added, yeah, wow. <laughs> You're ready for a D&D campaign. Just toss you in the middle of it right now. Heck yeah, Dean. Could knock into D&D, man. <laughs> it was it, not my thing. It can be slow. I yeah. completely understand. I, I did the first two hours um, <laughs> of, like, it was just, like, the intro, and, like, the whole thing went over my head, because we were all smoking and drinking during then, and, like, it was just, like, so, anti- like, agonizing, and, like, I don't even think I did that much. And then they were like, yeah, we're, like, 20% of the way through. I'm like, yeah, I'm good. <laughs> I'm good on this. <laughs> I understand, yeah. Well, we basically already started, but this is the McAllister's Podcast. I'm your host, Cole McAllister. We're here today, Seth Klo. And Nathan Tyson, how the fuck are you guys doing? Doing pretty good. Doing pretty good. How about you, Nate? Um, yeah, solid. Did I nail it? <laughs> Did I nail it? Did I get you the nailed names? it. Yeah. You nailed it. Yeah, we're awesome. good to go. Awesome. Off to a rock and start. Great, great. And you guys are. Um, do you have one more member? Yep. Um, Two thirds of Seth Clo and the Silver Liners. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, alternative band. Right, I don't know. How would you guys describe yourself genre-wise? Alternative is the easiest. Uh, the specifically 2010s alternative <laughs> is like the best way to place it, yeah. probably. Yeah, I know. Alternative is kind of like an umbrella it term, is. you know? Yeah, <laughs> it's tough. We found that out trying to like get on like playlists and junk like that, like mm. because some alternative is all synths. Even they'll say alternative <laughs> rock, and it's all synthesizers and stuff like that, which is fine. But we're all guitars, and so it, yeah. like we'll like submit to it, and they'll be like yeah this isn't our sound at all and we'll like go and i'm like oh okay sorry you said you're alternative rock so that's a weird yeah. what did we find when we were doing i think it's like permanent wave yeah it's yeah. like the type of thing because like guitar based alt rock bands that try to get on the radio all kind of like from like 1994 green day to like the killers now all kind of have Red like Hot these Chili peppers yeah Foo these fighters. similar things and like I don't think we shy away from it be pretty rad to be on the radio. So permanent <laughs> wave is like actually a thing, but it's not as widely known as just alt rock and then sane. So that's like a subgenre. It's based 
honestly, to me, it seems like it's the best bands of an era. It's basically yeah. what it is. Or, the best, or the best bands of alt rock, because like Arcade Fire okay. is on there too, and mm. Arcade Fire doesn't sound like Green Day, but Arcade Fire and Green Day get played on alt rock radio. Right, I think is like the way to think about it. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, Hell yeah! Hell yeah! Yeah. So the popular sides of all of those bands, like or radio pop of all those bands. Yeah. Um. You know, I've died. I was listening to your music today and I definitely heard some of those similarities and some of those, you know, arcade fire and that kind of stuff. What were some of uh what were some of your influences uh, you know, with what you guys do? Sort of an interesting thing that we found is um before we knew it, um uh, Manchester Orchestra was a Ooh, heavy influence before I, I ever listened to Manchester Orchestra. The more that we've gone along and also a band called Frightened Rabbit. Um it's just that those things I've already had like uh, a burning in my soul to try and do and try and replicate some of those things before I knew of them. Um, but beforehand, I'd say like Cage the Elephant, Fuck yeah, fuck Weezer, yeah. Uh, Kings of Leon, and then I always forget one. That's it. I mean, the, you said four that are in our bio, I think, already. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so. cool. <laughs> yeah. I normally forget one. Yeah, that's fucking awesome. But yeah, moving forward, I'd say, like, Manchester Orchestra is a huge one for us. Yeah. Um. I, I don't know. Like, I'm not super into the scene, so I don't know, like, how popular they are, but I feel like they're kind of, like, an underrated group in terms of... Maybe I'm wrong on that. No, but. yeah, I, I'm... It's sort of... They're not um radio forward, so mm. they're, like, as large as you get before being on the radio all the time i, I see so they're yeah. almost kind of like that underground kind of yeah the top of the underground top of just the underground. scratching yeah. the, that's a good way to put it just yeah. scratching the roots really yeah because yeah i i mean i listen to tons of music and i deep dove them during the pandemic because i've just been finding bands that i like i was like oh a bunch of my friends listen to this band i've never listened i should and then i immediately i was like oh seth like you'll dig this and then he listened to mean everything to nothing yeah, and, and then I listed on repeat after that. Yeah. There's a song called Pride on there, which for, I think, three weeks I'd just be humming along to yeah. literally any time I had downtime. Just a little bit of ADHD, <laughs> eking out, and that's what rose to the top. Yeah, they have a really, like, almost, like, sublime, like, psychological, like, they're, I almost kind of think of Pink Floyd when I think of them. Like just kind of, it's almost like it's uh, it's really drawn out and methodical. I can't think of what the song is, but uh, yeah, I can't think of the song. But you know, they have music where like it's a slow build, and I don't know, oh, it just okay. kind of reminds me of kind of reminds me of that Pink Floyd. Kind yeah, of. their dynamics are insane. Yeah, his like we talked about too, his jump in like recorded vocals because I think anyone like if you can sing can be a good live vocalist but getting the energy across in the studio is actually like really difficult yeah his jump from the first album to second and like how he's able to get that energy across is better than maybe anyone I've ever heard yeah like he just like he's like got like the gruff like the like he's not he's a clean singer for the most part but when it's screaming almost like he's doing that much and matured yeah in one album too and it was only like two years after they wrote their first one and like listening to that i was like holy crap dude how did you do that like it's taken me my whole life to try to like get that energy across and Mm -hmm. you just were like oh okay i know how i can do that better in one album so yeah it's so much respect for them yeah you guys have any uh, just curious do you have any like tips on that like uh like I don't know, because he said it's like a challenge. I'm sure it's a challenge, like doing it live too, kind of getting the energy across. Like, do you guys have any like pre-performance um, rituals or anything like that you do? Uh, we do have some pre-performance rituals. Yeah, uh, I for as much of the drive and like the the energy coming in 
that's sort of iffy, but on making sure that we can hit the notes that we want to hit, we do have something. Yeah, we, we do vocal warm. My wife is a, a vocal teacher, and so oh, wow. um, we do vocal warm-ups, but then we play the chorus of Say It Ain't So by Weezer, and if you can hit that without like any effort like it just feels like normal singing then we know we're properly warmed up yeah. and if we can't then we go back and do more warm-ups so <laughs> that's yeah. awesome yeah. that's fucking yeah. awesome <laughs> before the show i'm actually very within myself and very actually talking like now and like people like that have are new in bands with me are like are you excited or, like are you okay and i'm like yeah i'm fine but i'm just like just getting ready to get up there so that's yeah. awesome that's awesome historically i've been um really anxious before shows just worried about like fucking up because oh, yeah, that's yeah. always how i've been but it's only within like the past like i don't know three or four i've kind of made the just being like looking at it like or? no like shows like two months um it's just a thing where it's like i finally shifted into the mindset of being like oh i'm just going in for a shift at work it's like you don't you're not anxious every time you go into work you're just like oh, i gotta do my business i'll put huh. my time and i'll do it and going in that's really helpful so just because and normally i'd spend a whole day before a show kind of like thinking about it trying to put it out of my mind and now i'm just like okay yeah this is it's just gonna we're gonna do it's gonna be rad cool just another day at the factory <laughs> That, I mean, that, and that's like the kind of the success mindset for sure. I mean, I can say the same thing about, you know, rappers or whoever that comes in here. They, you know, the ones who are, you know, growing definitely have that mindset. Um, how long have you guys been, you know, I, I know you said the group before this, like the group kind of started around the pandemic time. But like, how long have you both been individually like doing music and doing, you know, what you do? Um, I've been playing uh, for... 11 years wow. um i uh, never really played in anything before and then i had some buddies who uh had a band together and i always wanted to play drums um but it was too loud my mom didn't want me to and i like yeah. understand i also tried to play upright bass before that and i literally never practiced so it makes sense why she wouldn't want me to like get a more expensive well more expensive Anyway, um, joined their band. I bought drums because I had my first job. And then I ended up playing um, bass for them until, I don't know, for like eight years until 2019, right before I started doing my own thing in a band called Lake of Fat Kids. Uh, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, Why didn't you keep that name? <laughs> I, I had, to, had to break out on my own. I'm kidding. Uh, what about you, uh sorry nathan <laughs> yeah it's all good it's all good uh i've been playing sorry, go ahead. <laughs> no you're fine i've been playing music for about 20 years uh, i played violin <laughs> oh wow um, yeah it, no i figured it out the other day and i, was hey, like, I, oh, I played cello that's wild oh nice Fuck yeah, yeah. I, I didn't I play that. bass yeah <laughs> um and i did the classical thing all throughout high school i i would play i actually started playing like um violin in our like youth band at church and like okay. doing i i my uh our, the church basically bought an electric violin so I could do that, which Ooh. was actually really chill. Um, and I did that, and that band would kind of go, and, like, when we would play worship stuff, we'd, like, it's all, like, four-chord songs, right? So we'd, like, turn it into, like, whatever Green Day song matched that. Like, we would do that in the background of, like, whatever worship song it was. Um, but I didn't start playing bass until after my freshman year of college. Okay. Um, and so I was doing kind of rock band stuff, but it's still very violin oriented. And then it was in college when I picked up bass, switched to being a music major. And then from there, just kind of picked up the other instruments I play. And then it was in college and I was like, oh, I want to be in bands like forever if I can. This is the best. 
like and so everything i was doing kind of had that pursuit i still like the classical stuff quite a bit i don't do it as much now it kind of takes about the same amount of effort it takes to do this and i'd rather do this and so i keep up with it as i can but it's not the same as like when i was majoring in music it's a little different yeah did you finish your degree i did yep okay yeah I, that when i first went to college i went for music education yeah so oh, nice. I, I totally feel that grind yeah, yeah. um it, like I, I kind of feel what you, you know, when you said, like, you're kind of focusing more on this. Like, I, I feel you on that because, like, it, in the day and age that we are, there just doesn't seem to be a lot of interest in, like, that type of, like, the classical. It pays really know? well, though. <laughs> if you get in. Like, if, if you're if you in, get in, if you're in the, and, like, get the gigs, because that's the thing. Like, it seems like rich people still want string quartets and sure. all that type of stuff. So, if you get in it, it's actually, like, quite a lucrative, like, thing. But it. I mean, it takes, like, a lot of... Like, if you compare it, like, to Des Moines Symphony, like I've talked about, like, I could do it, but I would have to go back and take private lessons for about a year before I'd be super confident going into the audition. Damn. And it's just that specific lock-in that violin requires compared to, like, songwriting, which is just a different type of skill. And then also, like, the live performance is a different type of skill and, like, focus and stuff. And there's not really time to do both. Yeah. I mean, music is my job, and I don't have time to do both. So I tried, and I was like, oh, actually, no. This, <laughs> this won't happen. Yeah. So so towards the end, like, how many hours a day were you practicing? Uh, in school? Yeah. Like when, when Also, you... how many bands were you in? Oh, huh. in, in school, I had, like, probably, like, up to eight at one point at some points, I'm sure. Eight bands? Yeah. yeah. I, well, it depends on if you want to consider, like, the, like, orchestra groups and stuff yeah so probably like eight or nine at a time at one point um yeah um i don't know i'd say on average it was probably like six to seven hours a day but there could have been days where it was like if you include like just a regular like here's my orchestra rehearsal like then it'd be like 10 like and stuff because you have classes and some of your classes are literally just playing like your improv class you're just improving for an hour you know yeah. and stuff like that so like you, you know it depends on if you want to uh, practice versus play time but it could have gotten up to 10 because then i mean i was in like a pop punk band in college and we would like start at like 10 and practice till like 2 30 in the morning you know so that's just four and a half right there on top of actual school so yeah jesus christ and that is why i did not finish my degree <laughs> yeah i was like 30 minutes and my like, god fucking damn it this is all i can do <laughs> But yeah, I played, uh, I was actually, uh, went to college for jazz guitar. Oh, nice. That was like my, um, I, I haven't really played in like probably five, six years. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> but like, uh, and like, honestly, I didn't last long there because like, they literally just give you piano music and then they're like, all right, there you go. Oh yeah. Have at it. It's like, like jazz is insane. I got lucky I, going, I went to central college, which is a little bit smaller mm-hmm. and then it didn't have a, like they had an orchestra but they didn't have like an orchestra program i guess you'd stay okay and that actually worked out really well because i just went into school as like already the best violinist there besides the professors <laughs> but that mean like no it is, the, he's built different no, he's built wait. different legitimately um it was but like that meant i got to like be in the jazz band and i got to be the person who like when the choir was doing a song with a violin like they asked me so i just got to do all this extra Ooh. stuff and then also like I do, I mean, I, I do like playing classical, so it kept me interested because half the time I'd be doing, like, the pop punk stuff, and then I'd get to go back, so it wasn't just 12 hours of violin, you know, or however long of the day. It was like, I'm doing violin, and now I'm going to do a little bit of jazz. But it's definitely, um, and the, oh, the other good thing I was going to say, like, versus, like, I don't know where you went to school, but, like, here's, like, my music and stuff is, like, they would, for a while, 
try to pull you along if you hadn't had like a good like education mm. like in like high school and stuff especially because so many small town kids like come to central and they're like oh, i'm good at music i was the only person in like band and choir at my school and then you get to college and it's like oh this is real shit <laughs> like this is not my like town of like a thousand people anymore you know yeah. and, but central is good at that where some music schools i know they're just like here's theory i hope you get it you know like essentially they treat it like those weed out classes that like med school yeah. does yeah that well i went to usd university of south dakota uh and which they told me it was a good music program it is not don't go there <laughs> <laughs> they lied to me uh yeah i lasted there for about a semester and a half um i'm in college now for <clears throat> video production so i'm cool getting my life back on track is nice for sure i know that story very well i was uh <laughs> in and out of college like three or four different times wow yeah. wow what kind of different stuff did you go for um it was figuring <clears throat> so i um, graduated from high school entered into dmac um halfway through that semester i was like oh, i don't want to go to school anymore working at a gas station took a personality quiz because i was like i don't know what i want to do with my life anymore i don't want to work at a gas station yeah um and then <laughs> You can pop. Hey, you can there, pop that off. Yeah, I got, I got yeah. yeah, go for it, dude. I, got I, I you keep going. <laughs> there we go. There hey, we go. There we go. Beautiful. All right. When you realize you don't have a bottle opener. <laughs> Fuck. God damn it. That's a first. Um, so then I uh, ended up finding out um, my personality type. INTJ. Do you guys know yours? Myers Briggs. Oh, not Myers Briggs. I'm an enneagram boy. The what? Sorry. Uh, Myers Briggs personality test. Are you familiar? Oh my god, I just took that. Um, I'm an arch- architect. I think that would. Okay, so let's. We'll see if we can. I might be the same thing. They have different names for different okay, tests. Okay. Okay. So, um, uh, introverted, extroverted? Uh, more on the introverted side. Okay. Yeah. Then it goes, um, oh god, intuition and. No, and, uh, yeah, so, um, intuitive or sensing i think are the two it's s or n are the two options after the i or e hmm. i don't know anyway there's uh <laughs> intj uh the mastermind i don't know kind of cool um uh and then one of the things that said was like city planner would be a, a thing that would be well suited to the personality type so then i was like oh okay i didn't realize that was a field and then um went finished my uh community college degree in california came back went to iowa state for planning dropped out then i came back for political science dropped out then i came back and finished my planning degree so in and out multiple times finished with what i was started with i had the intention of going back the last time for i think chemical engineering <laughs> then i was like dude you fucking hate math what are you doing just finish like you and you hate school like three semesters just finish what you started You'll be fine. Dude, that's what Joel, <laughs> and I did. That's what Joel went to Iowa State for, too. Yeah? Chemical engineering, nice. yeah. What did he want to do with that? Uh, it's his brother, Joel. Oh, okay. Be, like, invent things, probably. He yeah. talked about how, like, chemical engineering can be anything from, like, making sure toothpaste stays, like, like um, preserved in a tube to, like, so he was up for anything and then, like, just, like, hated it. Gotcha. So, and then that's when he went to religious studies. So. Are you guys um, familiar with uh, cultured meat? Yeah. Uh, like what? Like you're talking about like beef? Um, like uh, you grow it in a lab. Oh, no. Oh, uh, I've heard of it. I'm not really super familiar with it. So uh, it's a field that's just growing right now. There's mm-hmm. a thing called Memphis Meats, but now they're upside foods. Uh, I watched a documentary called Cowspiracy. 
And I then, did. I watched that too. And then yeah. that I that made me just like look into it because I mean obviously I like meat. <laughs> I mean I'm born in America in the Midwest, mind you. <laughs> so I was just like, oh yeah, no, I'm I'm down for that. And then it was just like, oh okay, you don't have to worry about the animals. You don't have to worry about all the water that goes into everything. That's why I wanted to be a chemical engineer. I was just like, <laughs> I was like, I'll get more into this and help scale it. And then we'll figure out what I can do, and we can save the world with cultured meats, with lab meat. Let's do it. But um, then I was like, nah, that, that ain't my bag, baby. Could you use lab-only meat for Nacho Island? Dude, there you go. Oh, my God. For dude. what? Yeah, now we're getting into it. Uh, we'll wait We'll wait a little bit, but I have an idea for a restaurant once Oh, we... come on. Come on. Get to it now. Right, so it's essentially... Trademark. You may not take yeah, this. Yeah, no one take this. It's essentially... So, you know how, like, Poncheros or Subway and stuff is, like, the build-your-own type of, like, fast, oh, okay. faster food type thing? It's that, but it's for nachos. And I think it's, like... I picture it as, like, more of a Blaze Pizza setup. So, you got, like, a couple types of chips... You know your meats, couple maybe t- even fries. Yeah, maybe even fries. That's that's a point of contention, but uh, <laughs> for sure. Um, but yeah, you you have you've got your meats, and then um, you know just every everything you could possibly put on nachos, and then you'd like take it, and then you'd cook it in an oven for like a little bit, or you can have to go walking tacos, like so you get a bag of Doritos mm. or whatever off brand Doritos if we can. Um, it's a brilliant idea. Yeah, because well, I don't know if you ever looked at menus at like uh, on appetizers at any sort of place like that sure. have nachos. They all are different, and all of them usually has something that one person in your group doesn't want, but one person really likes. And then also like because of like how much people be- I've been door dashing for the last two years, like you can I'm like oh nachos sound good, but I don't want them to like accidentally put sour cream on my nachos and like ruin the whole thing. So Nacho Island, like you can have the simpler. <laughs> you can just get whatever you want. It's a smaller portion. So, like, have your stuff, and it solves a problem for everybody. Bro, that name. Dude, I, have, I have a recommendation. No, I'm not changing the name. <laughs> no, not in the name, not in the name. What What if you have a store where they walk in, and it's kind of like a Mongolian girl kind of thing, and they just have, like, a heated table where it's an actual nacho island, I think and it's like just a buffet. I think we talked about that a little bit, didn't we? Uh, I don't remember. I think we, I think it was mentioned, and it was like, that could be a possibility. Bro, I ju- that you just made, yeah, it's the group... Man, that's wild. Look, I, I still haven't been to the hot pot, but ever since we talked about hot pot the one time, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm in. Yeah, yeah. It could, that that's like that's not a bad suggestion at all. In no. fact, that would yeah. be a good one. So, but yeah, and then the name not it'd be Nacho Island. It'd be kind of tropical themed. That's your spinoff store. The yeah. one he the hot pot version. That's the spinoff store. You, yeah, yeah. Now we're diversifying the portfolio. There but we go. It's been told to me by my friends who like in college we get drunk and come up with dumb ideas all the time. That it's like easily my best idea. Oh yeah. Like it's it's a good idea. Oh, it's br- I would go there. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah, we could just use all lab grown meat instead. Like. I, I believe more expensive. It's all right. Well, I'm glad you guys have plans beyond your, you know, when when the band oh, yeah. really takes off, you'll... Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah we've actually already as, talked as said, Yeah, we talked about it. I was like, we'd have to write, because I said, I was like, after our second album, after our second big album, and he's like, and then he's like, yeah, he's like, I know it won't be the first because you'll just blow your money on like a bunch of stuff. And I was like, for Dumb sure. sports bets. Like, yeah, I can't imagine bets. how much you're going to put on the cut. Like, not the... You know, no, Hawks to win something. Yeah, there you go. yeah. You'll put a I, bunch of money on yeah, that. Yeah, I'll know when Iowa's got a, like, junkie line. Be like, oh, they're, they're going to lose, but they're not going to lose by eight and a half points. Yeah. yeah. That'll 100%. That yeah. and just, like, we talk, like, we'll, like, get done with that, and there'll be a touring cycle, and I guess, in, in theory, we'd be on a label, but maybe it wouldn't be. And then be like, let's take a year off, and I would just get season tickets to all my favorite sports teams and just live <laughs> in that town. And then after a year of just 
sports, like just wearing myself on sports, be like, all right, we'll go back to music for a bit. And then after that is when Nacho yeah. Island starts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and he didn't tell me that plan. I perfectly predicted that's exactly yeah, what Yeah, that's, he's doing. like, he's like, are you doing second? Cause you know, you're blowing your money on the first time. I was like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. So, so like, what would be like your first big purchase? Like once you've made it, would it be that or would it be something else? It'd probably be one out of the nine guitars he thinks he needs. Yeah, I would. I would. It actually, fair, fair. I would pay off my student loans. Like, <laughs> like that. that would be the first. So I didn't accidentally Dude. blow my money, and then we don't have another big album. Like, I would make sure I didn't have that. That's mm. the only thing I can like comprehend. It's such Smart. a fifty-fifty on whether or not I'm going to ride the. This will be paid off by the government line. <laughs> it's just like within twenty-five years, right? It's gotta happen within twenty-five years. Yeah. Am I will? Well, I mean, if they keep delaying the payments. Well, yeah, but that's the problem. When you make it, you're gonna have to pay a fuck ton of money in taxes. That's okay. So that's gonna that's gonna come. I will off. say, I've got my first real big boy job now, and the taxes do come out. The taxes yeah. do come out. <laughs> it, it, I I am not super stoked, but I'm also like they're going to a good place. <laughs> that's what I have to tell myself. Probably sometimes. <laughs> Sometimes. <laughs> well, I disagree. Sometimes. <laughs> All this, uh, uh, only Seth's money is going to a good place. That Everybody is, that is what I have to tell myself to make it through this. <laughs> do not take it from me. That's what we do in the McAllister <laughs> We fuck shit up. Yeah. Um, no, but it would it would be my student loans, and then it would be sport. I mean, it would probably like realistically be, be like Iowa football season tickets, like on the fifty yard line or something like that. House. Yeah. Be a house for me. I'd like I said I'll let I'll let the student loans ride for a little while. That's fair. Yeah, dude, get a uh, or buy a plot of land. Get ready, so then all of us can uh, have houses around. Oh yeah, all the band dudes. The Clayton Fritz dream. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude. It'll be good. It'll be good. You th- let me ask you this: So you guys like travel on the road and such, right? We like, haven't super. We haven't gotten into that. He I, okay. he has for a, I lot, have a for, while. Yeah. I have like a while back, but we haven't as a band. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Like, so I guess let me ask you that. Like, or I guess both of you guys. Like, at what point do you guys start like, like getting like how long have you traveled? Like for like, what's your biggest? What was your biggest string like tour? Biggest tour. I I mean I moved out to Wyoming to do it. Um, I'm sure we had like a month long tour at some point in there. We they wow. by the point, time I was in there though, they were kind of doing. Oh no, I did I did do a couple month long tours uh, for sure. But by the time I was there, they had kind of broken everything into like a two weeks on, two weeks off type of thing. So I didn't have to like I I kind of it was my cousin's band and then i had recorded with them too like i'd been involved on a couple songs and i was even there when they demoed the second album they did so i was very familiar with it and when their bass player quit he was even like you should ask nate i'm pretty sure he'd be down for this and so i did that and so by the time i was there i'd kind of missed the grinding portion which was cool <laughs> especially as we're in right now <laughs> um so it was more yeah so it's like two name is on yeah. a wikipedia page yeah it's true damn um but yeah so about a month is the longest like tour i've done okay like I, like at what point did you just get sick of it because like that's cause like i i used to like do like more you know like hip-hop type stuff i've kind of taken a step back and just done the podcasting but like like i can't imagine like the lifestyle like just be on the road for months and months now like, i me, can i just... take a guess yeah okay you never got a hundred percent sick of it yeah i i would say damn. you got i want to say about like 
70, like 65%. Uh, yeah, I think I got the normal, like, I wish I could sleep in my bed, like, I wish I could, you know, do all that mm. stuff. There uh, was never a come to Jesus moment. Like, no, I, there I was never, no, it, wow. it, and not in, like, a bad way, it ended outside of my control, like, I was ready to keep going, and, like, I'm, like, I've done it once with a different band from that, I guess, so I have done a little bit of the tour, but, like, I don't have a problem sleeping in a Walmart parking lot. I don't want to do it forever. I'm tw- like 29 now. Like it's not like when I was in college. But like if if you were sure. like, hey, three tours, your Walmart parking lot. But like it's gonna get better. Then I'd be like, yeah, no, no question. So is it is it is it really gonna get better? That'd be my question. <laughs> yeah, if yeah, yeah, was yeah. A Solid yes after that. I'd be like, okay. But just some like genie from the future doing you know doing that because it does like I like it does suck. But like there's also so much cool that goes with it in my opinion. And I get why people don't like it. I mean that's part of the reason like that other band ended is like some of the guys were older than me and they were like we've done this like i don't want to like i get it that's just that's just not me i can 100 percent see myself absolutely hating it like being out especially for like over a month but i also think that at the time i will i think that you'll do a really good job of being like ah oh, no man like this is actually fun like yeah lean into it yeah i think that's the problem it's it's so easy to pull off of something when you're in the middle of it because you're like i'm thinking about other stuff but he's always pretty good about pulling me out of my mm. yeah negative head spaces yeah it's yeah i don't know i really i really enjoyed it i totally understand why people don't do it and why people get out there a little bit kind of like what you're talking about with like the music major thing too i get why people don't like major like they get there and they're like this isn't what it was this isn't as fun like for sure i found all that fun though so like <laughs> right <laughs> like yeah we're a we're a different breed because yeah. we can sit and like go over the same part for like six hours at a time and just try and figure out what the correct thing can be and then for me and i know that you said this is different compared to other people that you've worked with is that i'll be like well it didn't work we're gonna throw it out yeah yeah we can spend six hours and like like the whole time not be like we have to take one thing just be like actually the song was better the way it was and do that so that's kind of like the same attitude for touring Mm -hmm. like this does suck but i'm touring i'm not working at a fast food restaurant (laughs) you know what i mean like or like working at any other job i've hated before right it's kind of the thing so like yeah it's not to say there's not stuff that doesn't suck you don't get tired you don't miss your friends and family like you definitely miss out like i missed out on like um like my friends like playing in like adult like soccer leagues and stuff because now they have kids and don't have time to do that mm-hmm. like but like i also wouldn't change it like it'd have been cool to do those things but it was like a blast and i would also do it again tomorrow like so yeah yeah i feel like i would i would be the kind of guy who would like you would find me disappeared for like eight plus hours like he'd be like where's coleman like oh he's hey that's a, that's all that is all right like whatever it takes like if you're just oh, like yeah. hey mm-hmm. i need time by myself or like if people in the van are like hey like don't talk to me today like cool like whatever it takes to like make you in a good mood for the show and and know. i think that's a, that's an interesting thing that i found i've been doing like watching different things on uh like goals and that's why we were talking about the process versus the end result yeah um yeah. earlier is uh, there was one thing that I was listening to where it was the place where you find success is a place where you are best suited to fail over and over again. Because if we're sitting around for like eight hours and it's like we're not coming up with anything, it doesn't feel like a waste of time. Where, I mean, yeah, it's, it's sort of like the same thing going back to like being in um, the music major. Here's like you spent the 30 minutes doing it and you're like, I can't, this, I can't do this. Where it's like, there are things like that for sure with me where it's like I'd spend 30 minutes doing something. And I'm like, I'm not getting it. I need, I, 
I can't do this. That's the that's one of the the things that I've realized is we we're suited to fail at this, which is kind yeah. of nice to have found that particular thing. Yeah. yeah. There's definitely a point like I've talked about like where I want to I mean there's other stuff I want to like do in life, but if I can make enough money to do music the whole time, that would be great. And there will be a point where I'll be like, "Oh, this isn't getting better. I'm not getting farther no matter how good I think I am or how well I think this is going." I need to do something else. But I'll know when that point comes and I haven't hit that point. It's like an effort point rather than like a results thing. Like it sure. won't be like, oh, I didn't get a song on like the radio or what, yeah, whatever. Yeah. I didn't get a YouTube video that had 100,000 views. It won't be like, I'm going to and I'm gonna do it until then. It'll just be like, no, I did everything I could put the best effort in and now it's time to do something else. Hell That's kind of yeah. like the way to like look at it. Hell More yeah. than it, like, yeah, I need to be making this much money doing it. Like, because, yeah. I quit my job to do music last year and it hasn't gone how I expected, but I'm also like happier than I've like ever been. Like, yeah, so. that's awesome. Man. Yeah. That's fucking awesome. <clears throat> yeah. You know, they say, uh, that like someone who does music independently for 10 years, like and grinds and goes through the whole thing and becomes successful at that point is a lot happier than the person who like, you know, sells out, you know, to, you know, uh, or, you know, you know, just makes it in the beginning, I guess. And then kind of, you know, that kind of ends up being it for it, you know? And let me speak for Nathan for a second. Um, the moment he can sell out, he will. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it, yeah, it's, it, it is. <laughs> no, if he can make the money doing literally any genre, even if he hates it, if the if the price point's high enough, he'll be like, yeah, I mean, yeah. it's touring on music. I, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I mean, so look, you're, you're a music major. That's what you're cut out for. That's it's true, that's true. Like, yeah, but if anyone's like, oh, I can't believe they sold out, believe it. <laughs> <laughs> believe it. But it'll. But again, I don't like... Yeah, it could be a genre I'd hate, but I'd find something I liked in it, which sure. is part of the music. Like, you got like just working with different people. I've seen like people that are playing music they hate, and they just like can't do it. And I'm like, oh, that just must have been the schooling, because like, there's definitely stuff you're playing. And you're like, well, I hate this, but like whatever. And again, it's kind of like the touring. Like, oh, today really sucks touring. Like, we're just driving 12 hours. We're not even playing a show, but you know. And it's kind of like that thing too. So that's like kind of your the, process. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everything's grind. I can't be happy all the time. Yeah. You know? that's crazy uh like what so when you guys are like coming up with music and m new material like what's kind of your process are you doing a lot of the writing or are you guys like kind of bouncing ideas off each other how's that all work um it starts where um generally uh i'll be just fucking around <coughs> on something and they're like oh that's cool and then i have to build it out into a section of a song whether that's a verse a chorus a bridge or something like that and then um, it varies. Sometimes I'm good to continue on that and build out everything more. But recently, um, I think it's it's we're at a uh, like a new critical point because before everything I'd have to be figuring out for myself, and um, it was on an acoustic guitar. So then I'd be figuring out all right there. But now that we're in the writing stage with a full band, it's figuring out something and then sitting with Nate and maybe bring some other people in to figure out where we're going to take the song and then all those different things in, in between. Um, but as for like uh, drums and um, bass, it's a thing where it's like, I I know what I don't like, but everything other than that is up to yeah. up to homie here. Yeah. He described like, and he's described us before when we were talking to the new drummers, we were like interviewing or whatever, that the songwriting starts with me and ends with me. But everything else in the in between can like go and yeah. like it's kind of a weird thing to strive because we're still in the middle of it and like figuring out totally what the process is. But it's like, uh, well, better is not the right word. What we're doing now is going great, 
and I think mm-hmm. we're oh yeah keep the workflow is really good yeah and we're just kind of figuring out exactly what it is but there's also not a straight map because sometimes he comes in with stuff that's more finished and then that yeah. and then other times it's like not as finished and then it builds up from for more kind of like unrequited was a little less finished it was like here's kind mm-hmm. of the riff I have it's an stuff. interesting thing because it was like here's the thing here's an idea of what each of your parts will sound like and then because it, it was both less and more at the same time yeah and now we're working on a song right now i think we're gonna start recording it i think about a month we played it for the first time live last friday um and it's a thing where it was funny um it sat around for i think a year and a half before really starting i revisited every once in a while while we're preparing to go record the album that we have out right now like two days before we went in weird i was goofing around i came up with something i was just like i'm gonna record that <laughs> revisited it every like i don't know three six months something like that and now that's going to be the new thing that we're doing so yeah a huge part of just our individual process even if it doesn't apply directly to our songs is definitely like that idea is cool and humming it into our iphone or yeah, like playing it absolutely. like we need to rec- sometimes we'll just be jamming at practice and it's normal jamming it doesn't matter and then sometimes we'll be like before we actually practice like let's record yeah. that so that we can come back to it later that's a huge part is i don't even want to know how much of my phone's memory or my iCloud is <laughs> taken up by that shit. I don't want to know at all. Yeah. It's gotten, it's different now too because so like over the pandemic, I kind of taught myself like audio production. Mm. And so like now like this new thing, like we, I mean, we had a couple, but we had like a new, like uh, we had a demo for like a while and then we demoed it out. And then that made what it. What do you use? I use Logic. Okay. Um, I started on GarageBand because I was teaching myself and then Logic's mm. just the way better version and I'm very comfortable with the interface and stuff. Sure. And, um, I don't know. I've done a couple production things I've gotten paid for. I don't know if I want to make it my job at this point, so I don't feel a need to learn a whole new thing when we're just making our own yeah. demos and stuff like that. Yeah, And Logic's sure. got a lot of cool features. But anyways, mm. so like this one, like it's been way more, oh, this is demoed out. Let's think about it. It's way easier to take into practice like with our drummer because I even made just like a like really rough. Here's kind of what we think the drums might sound like. But you're a drummer, so please make it like way better than oh, yeah. this. Oh, okay. uh, That's what I think so much of it is. Because I, I wrote it my intention was to do everything myself and then um i started on bass so i was like i'll be able to figure it out and then drumming it's like ah we'll get a rudimentary thing after i had the first song or like first three songs on demos on soundcloud i went to guitar center one day sat down at a keyboard and then tried to just like go to the um percussion section of it and tried to play it out and i was like oh no (laughs) if i do this this is going to be fucking garbage and that's the thing i'm just with any of the drummers with keller our previous drummer and ben the drummer that we have right now it's being able to have a rough idea and they're just they've been playing it their whole lives so they're good to make it so much more interesting than i possibly could and every bass part that he has if it was just me i'm gonna be following the root notes the entire time because that's what i did for the entirety of the time i was in lake of fat kids but he's got his background so he's that name (laughs) (laughs) it opened as many doors as it closed (laughs) um but yeah no it's just yeah, that's why it's a let a free reign. I, I just know what it's, I want it to sound like. But other than that, it's 
they're so much smarter than I am <laughs> at yeah. those things for sure. It was interesting just from my perspective when it first started the band, like because it was a little bit just filling in the bass parts and then learning where I could be like, hey, maybe we change this. And mm-hmm. I think the first single that we have that has like our most streams and stuff, No Need to Say Goodbye, that was the first one where it actually really grew in the studio. Um, like, cause it started as this like thing and we we're like, yeah, we'll have this outro and it was fine. And then we just kind of kept adding more and more elements and I was working on vocal harmonies and that's when I was like, oh, there should be strings at the end of this song. Like, that's how we like got to the like violin part at the end. Um, and so a little bit, that's kind of what our process has been for the new things because that was in studio and we had way rougher demos, which now it's like we have the rough demo, but then we're just building it in the demo. Like today I spent five hours like putting some stuff in and then i spent again yeah like we were talking another two putting things in and i was talking right before i get here i was like i don't know if that idea actually works i don't know if we need it at all like this can this might not need any of those yeah um because yeah i've started to mix it and it just doesn't really make it pop out like we thought it would so that's how it's kind of going and i see keep going in the future oh for sure yeah cool how many uh (coughs) i i was listening to your spotify but i didn't like really look through it like how many different projects have you guys done together uh, this is the only one that we've done together. Yeah. Okay, okay. He's been in, I don't know, you were set eight bands in college. Yeah, I've been <laughs> forever in a bunch. In and what, like four right now? Yeah. So, with very. Wait, you're in four groups right now? Uh, yeah, so. Jesus Christ, dude. This is. Yeah. <laughs> it's his job. Yeah, this yeah. is. Yeah, it, yeah, it, yeah, it is my. Like, I don't. Like, it's. Yeah. And some of it respectfully is way simpler than like some of the other ones so it's really easy to like one's a pop punk band and it is like there's no reason to make complicated bass parts for Following a pop punk band like what are the chords <laughs> yeah. here we go yeah. um, <laughs> but so i'm sorry what were we talking oh projects that we've done together yeah, yeah so it's, yeah. this is like my main one though and then my wife and i have one that's kind of like farmer's markets we've done a couple oh, full band fun, shows fun. and stuff like that um she does lots of musical theater so it's hard to plan her on that um and then kickstart the sun which is an ames band and then antonyms to x's and o's which is a des moines band um but yeah this is we met in 2018 2019 something like that something around there yeah yeah it was with an old band i was in and lake of fat kids was the other one like Mm -hmm. we just played a show and then so i was like oh that's who seth is and then probably just saw each other at shows for a little bit yeah and then started he played he opened for one of the other bands we were in that point and he played the song next to me and i was like well this is like an amazing song it was like stuck in my head and it's like there's not too many local bands that you like just go the next day because the song is literally stuck in your head like you still might check it out and like follow them all stuff but like the song like i need to listen to this because i can't get it out of my head was like the deal and then went to a few more shows asked me to throw on some violin originally actually mm-hmm. and then we just moved for r- next to me yeah. yeah and then moved right to the bass um and then that was kind of that from then on yeah. forward and that was another example of me knowing what i didn't want because i was like uh it's a love song violin should pop and then it was going through and so i was like no this ain't popping this ain't popping so he asked on bass and i mean it's everything yeah i mean that so much just is like it's an extra movement in a song that has movement but it's repetitive movement it elevates it yeah. greatly that's awesome that's awesome let me ask you this uh what annoys you the most by each other when you're like playing together like what what gets you like oh when we're playing together yeah or like performing together or like does anything have you guys not at that point yet we haven't ever really gotten in a big fight at all and we know one of the biggest i i think this is the background on it probably like we got into this band five years ago there probably would have been things Mm -hmm. but we're both coming out of projects where 
interpersonal conflicts haven't been resolved until an mm. exploding point. Mm. So that was is something that any when we were like talking, trying to figure out drummers originally with Keller, we talked to him about anybody that we ended up meeting with Ben. It's the same thing. Um, we need com- communications key. That's awesome. And it's if That's something good. is going wrong, we need to. We're both people that want to get it handled sooner than later. So, and for me, that's not much. I fuck up all the time, so I'd understand if he, there's something that he didn't like. But it, yeah, it's a thing where it's like I, I don't, I can't think of anything. Yeah, I don't, I don't, definitely not like related to playing. Yeah, I think the thing. Yeah, because like. I don't think there's anything related to anything. I don't know why I said that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like, it's like, it's like, uh, I'm you getting not... jealous of a roadies? <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. no. <laughs> it's like, I'm not always great at responding. Maybe he's talking about no, that. No, 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 no. No, that's the thing, though. Like, I don't know. Seth has put such an effort into like his practicing and improvement that if there's a mistake, he's like way more mad than I could be. Like, <laughs> yeah. so if I was to come up to him after show and be like, "Why the fuck? Why the fuck did you do that?" That would just make things way worse. So yeah. like, if if there were ever a point where I didn't think that effort was there, then like maybe. But that's yeah. like, I think that's also something too. It's it's we communicate beforehand on um, like where we are and what we're trying to do. And it's a, a thing about where we've talked about sort of where our triggers are and everything like that. And Nate's always been involved in um, sports and he's just had an interest in it, competed in um, cross country and everything like that. Oh, hey. Coach. A man. Oh, yeah. Cross oh, there you go. Myself. Hey, yeah. four times state qualifier. Oh, nice. Yeah. Better than yeah, me. So. Oh, yeah. Uh, I got. Bra- that's the only thing I can brag about in high school. <laughs> you, uh, that was the thing. You were racing against people who were in the fucking Olympics yeah, later, though. Maybe you? they're wow. like, yeah, they've like either raced in the Olympic trials or like a dude was like a Big Twelve like conference champion and like the mile and stuff. And those all were people in my conference, let alone the state. Like so, like <laughs> it was just like. It. And then my senior year, they changed how you qualify for state from just placing fourth at your district for a time. And then I got like really bad tendonitis in my foot, so like Ooh. I was like easily gonna make it. And then I tried to run and it didn't work out but i got to run in college which was my goal the whole time actually so what was your 5k uh in high school i ran like a 1645 and then um in college i got down to like a 16 either 09 or 04 i don't actually remember sorry well shit i never got down to your college i was probably around then for high school 1645 or something like that yeah yeah that's a lot but and again didn't qualify for state the people <laughs> right yeah in his conference yeah it's exactly yeah i you like grew, where'd you grow up in iowa or uh i grew up in davenport yeah it huh. was just it was just like quite literally a bananas time i went to districts like uh it wasn't the year after it was my uh sophomore year of college so two years after i graduated and my time at districts would have gotten like third that year so it just like is what it is hmm. yeah weird yeah, it's just like a lot of really talented, really good runners that yeah. like all like everyone that finished ahead of me all went to run D one except for one person who went to run D three like I did, and he ended up being like an all conference runner, uh, like his like junior year. So it was just like really good like competition. It was super fun. Like until I didn't make state, all the races were like a blast. Like and then <laughs> at the end it'd be like, oh like cool, we've got like six guys who are faster than me seated in this race. Let's see how it goes. Oh, I got fifth. Dang, top four qualify. So just is what it is. Yeah, but I mean it's it's a good sport. You know, I feel like you know I haven't run. I mean, I've run sporadically since then, but not really run. But, like, I feel like you even get, like, the residual effects from, like, having exerted all that energy in high school, you know? I like two things. 
about it the most. The first is that there's never a debate about who's the best because <laughs> they won the race, <laughs> right? And then even and then even like all even all time, it's like, well, this person ran has the world record, so that's the best 800 runner ever. Like, there's sorry, he has a world record. Like, and then the other thing I like about it though is in that I have won races where I was mad. And the guy on my team who got like third to last was stoked because he ran 30 seconds faster than he'd ever run. And I think that's a really unique, cool thing about running is that like the goals can be like different. So like there is an obvious best, but then there's also like, you know, different achievements like all throughout a race that are like fun to watch. And I think that's really cool. Fuck yeah. yeah. Seth, did you do any sports? No. <laughs> Band geek? No, I did nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I was involved in uh, thespians for, I believe, two semesters. What's that? Uh, drama. Oh. Yeah. yeah just, uh, I, I, it was a thing where I was just like, I, every fall was, and this is sort of a funny thing, was our musical, and I had no faith in me singing at all, so I, like, didn't go out for them. And also, musicals aren't exactly my thing. Uh. Um <laughs> Really? <laughs> that's correct, yeah. I, I'm not going to lie, Seth. That's not surprising. <laughs> you were in drama. Um, yeah, no, I, I'm a... Yeah, it was a thing where it's just like, it's all in there, but it was like, I'm not ready to let... It, I only let my freak flag fly, like, fully within the past, like, four years, probably. Really specifically, honestly, is a thing that Nate's given me props before, but we had a very difficult time in uh, recording where there's just back and forth with our producer and mm. like things not being met. And it's a thing that I feel like for character development of myself couldn't have been more beneficial. Oh yeah. Yeah. I'd, I'm like way more assured in myself after having gone through that than I ever been before. Uh, but yeah, no sports, no sports. <laughs> I did little league, but n nothing past fifth grade. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Not the high-level competition of sixth grade. <laughs> no, it's too serious. Too serious. It, I, I, a little bit, it actually starts to really start to hit at that Dude, level. It, that's the difference. It was like, I'm, as you already alluded to, I'm going to beat myself up hard enough. So if literally anybody else says anything about I how I did not perform well, mine, I fucking tank mentally. All right, I do know the one time I pissed Seth off. We were, we'd <laughs> gone to a Drake basketball game, and then we went to this bar. And we were playing darts. <laughs> and I, like, I, j I just naturally, this is, like, how, like, all my friends were. Like, I just, like, talk shit while I'm playing stuff. And, like, I was, like, doing good at darts and he wasn't. I don't even remember what I said, but I was just doing normal what I thought banter. And Seth yeah. was, like, drunk and got, like, so mad about it. <laughs> yeah. It's like, I don't understand why my friend's making fun of me. And yeah. I was just like, oh, because you're my friend. I don't know. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Tra it, was, it was a thing where I was just like, we're, this was supposed to be fun. Yeah. Where I'm, and like, have told me I'm fucking garbage. Yeah. It's not fun <laughs> Anymore. yeah that's the only one yeah so obviously uh, the competitive world of sports isn't <laughs> built for someone as sensitive as i am because that yeah that's just a natural part of it and i just go <laughs> <laughs> you doing acting in your adult life like after high school um not like seriously or anything like that mm -hmm. um my friends and i in high school had uh like comedy troupe that we did mm. so we made sketches and stuff it was called the albino watermelons 
still up on YouTube and everything? Yeah, we're great with the well, names. Uh, yeah, like where, where did that come from? That was just random. I couldn't tell you. I uh, I just I didn't. I just performed. Um, my buddies had it. I don't know where specifically it came from, but yeah, I just did the sketches as I was told to do the sketches. It's a fun thing, but yeah, it's still a thing where it's like I think that I'm still far too negative of a person towards myself. For me to be doing anything quite like that. You could be good. You, I could see you being good at improv, but it's like you talked about with Josiah and stand-up before. Like, you just don't want to. Yeah. Like, because like, he's done, like, some open night stand-ups, like, before the pandemic. They're, like, very funny. And our friend who did them, like, all the time was like, why don't you guys do that more? And they're just like, well, I just don't want, like, I understand. Like, I could be good at this, but I just don't care. Like, I, like we talked about earlier, I don't have um, the personality to put the time in. I put the 30 minutes into that, and I'm just like, that was too much. I... <laughs> And I did find that's great. But to be great at this, it takes hours and hours. Yeah, and the capacity to fail, because Josiah's like, yeah, you'll have to bomb. And you're like, well, I don't want to bomb. But no. you'd bomb at a show. I mean, we oh, have, absolutely. We have bombed at a show, and they're oh, like, yeah. oh, let's do this next week. Like, yeah, exactly. So. I'm, I'm willing to come back from a bomb on, like, music stuff. Yeah. But the bomb and, like, where it's, I'm out there just trying to be like, hey, this is things I think are funny. And then for you, like, no one thinks that's funny. That deeply hurts at a personal level yeah. that alienates me. that would alienate me way too hard i couldn't do it <laughs> yeah fuck um <clears throat> so what you guys got coming in the mix like uh do you got you got an album you're working on right now or um just that single that um we talked okay. and then we might try and be building that out into an ep or something like that but i think it's probably going to be seeing how this first one comes along um, sitting down with Ben and um, just jamming on stuff, everything seems to be like really fluid. And we were just talking about this yesterday. I think we're at a point where we could probably bang out a full album's worth of stuff if we actually put our minds to it within the year. Um, it's just a thing, too, where the initial thought that we had for releasing the album was we just wanted a backlog of stuff for people to be able to listen to. Um, just to be like, oh, no, the like, these guys are legitimate and you can go check the 11 songs. But now it's a thing where it's like, we can take it a little bit slower, be more methodical in the way that we approach, um, spend more money per song rather than trying to do anything. And that's kind of what we did already. Any of the money we've been spending is like towards one of three songs. So if we're already going to do that, might as well just have the one at a time, try and figure out how to actually like play the game before like jumping in deeper again and we've got we've got a goal of being on 8035 and some of the oh, other nice. like local festivals by next summer so to do that we're gonna try starting august september ish to be playing um three shows a month at minimum Ooh. and we're already hitting goal. that for september yeah and we've already got for september and it can also be <clears> because <throat> you know weird string of weddings or something come up it might not be like three shows in october it could be like you know like end of october right away at november thanksgiving's coming up so like you have like a weird gap but it's to like have that intentional effort towards it because that's the thing too yeah we have 11 songs and yeah we probably could write an album right now but like no one outside of des moines or iowa city where we've only <laughs> yeah, played that's a whole has, like, part has like even heard those songs so just like ditching what could be good in there to like for like those people like is just kind of a disservice to it because album came out in november uh we didn't really have plans to, like tour per se but like the like omicron thing rolled in again and no one was like really playing shows out of towns yeah, and yeah. stuff like that so it was like okay so it kind of killed a little bit that momentum and stuff and then 
um our old drummer was in like another band and just like having the time for all those bands to do as many shows as we wanted didn't work so this is like the first time we're actually able to be like okay no like we can put some focus into shows so we yeah we could do an out al- another album but then we'd lose that effort for the shows and we'd have like yeah. 22 songs worth of music and had played like 10 shows as a band i don't know where we're at now but like yeah. it'd be something comparable to that sure sure like how much would you guys say it cost you to make that first album uh it cost twenty five hundred dollars wow. to track edit and mix and then another eight hundred Something for the mastering something like that jesus and then um and that was i mean honestly it was a thing where uh, as our producer said we're never going to get that price again but at the same time we're never going to have that experience again yeah <laughs> because if it was we were paying anything more than that it would have been a really big fucking problem yeah um but uh yeah no i mean it's a thing where it's like and then also we've oh god it's been like probably like over a thousand dollars on trying to like promote it and submitting it to different stuff like that so that's been just playing the game the most recent thing that we've submitted to has been showing the most improvement for anything so i think we've that was sort of beta testing it and for the next thing we're going to be ready to move on it but yeah it's just figuring out what works for you but uh a a lot of money a lot of a lot of money (laughs) that's the answer yeah well uh you know i talked a lot excuse me um hip-hop artists and like i can imagine the costs for that are a lot less significant than you know recording an entire band because you know i assume you guys are recording you know yourself separately mm-hmm. so that's almost like the hours that you put in is almost tripled mm-hmm. like that's yeah. a whole that's a whole other way to think about it yeah it's yeah. a huge process that's like why i quit my job in like end of may <laughs> instead of like end of june or something like that because it was like well we're recording this album and i can spend all day making the rest of these parts and stuff and yeah all and all that so i mean i was gonna do that anyway but i think the timing of, it was like well i could wait a little bit and i was like you know because i'm going on vacation have extra money for that and i was like no i'm just gonna spend days like working on these parts and then i would send them off to seth and it was kind of funny. at the time that he left his job i started my internship yeah, <laughs> yeah it was a very poor um uh, poor alignment of times but it worked out i mean yeah. it's a thing also where on some of those songs i think this is a thing we haven't fully sat down to figure out what the process is going to be but we know that some of those songs like he talked about next to me before we can get to sound the way we fully want them to and we know that they can like have a lot more pop to them um and figure out when we want to try and re-record some yeah. of that stuff and part of that is to just like i just even in our in our recording process with the other producer i just learned so much from before yeah and so like just even be able to come in with our demo and stuff and be like this is what we actually want like and then even just picking out a studio like in general we could be like oh this studio does this type of music that'll be great for this song because yeah there's a few we might want to re-record um and have a little bit with like just the style that we've developed because there's some things that live we just play like a little bit differently than the mm-hmm. recording ended up to even some of it just an edge and we'd also kind of like we talked about with the manchester orchestra dude we'd have the ability to get that edge across in the recording because it spent a lot of time like neither of us gave a shit about like guitar pedals or like tones or amps or like anything like i i like just was like i just want to play like what is in that touring band i just use their stuff and i was like what do i turn on for this song cool sounds good when it's like oh okay that stuff sucks but it's really important 
and so we've like had way more of that which will be easier to be like well this is the tone we're using on the song like are you a good studio to like get that you know guitar sound across can i go back for a second sure so you said um that you were in like rap does that mean that you were like producing beats were you like rapping over anything Um, like what what was what what were you doing so i actually on my last album this wasn't the case but previously i produced a lot on the last album i did too um i did i've done production um i used uh what was it Uh, (laughs) avid or no able or no ableton Ableton. okay um that was my program but uh yeah i i I did that i I rapped for about five six years um the (laughs) the last show i performed i've told the story plenty times but i'll shorten it but like basically the last show i performed at um i started and by the time i was done about 70 percent of the crowd left yeah and you know i've just had more success with the podcast it's just made you know kind of what we talked about like it just makes more sense yeah. to like focus on this you know um but yeah I, I yeah i started that probably in about fuck 2017 and kind of just did it, you know, incrementally. Um, I just put out an album called Enjoying My Time in Hell this last year. McCretin, M-C-C-R-E-T-I-N, if you guys want to check that out. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. I, I Right now I'm kind of just in a, you know, I'm just doing podcasting. That's kind of sure. my phase. Nice. Know. Yeah. Did you ever do any, um, uh, like, rap battles? <laughs> no, I haven't done that. <laughs> There's this, uh, so, okay, so I actually know there is a rap battle scene here in Des Moines. Yeah. Um, oh, are you familiar with that? Um, or? One of, like, a, a friend of a friend um, th- has participated in a few okay. of them, so I'm familiar. Yeah, so, um, ugh, Crazy Baby, the guy who runs that, I, I know him. Um, I actually edited a couple of the videos for the thing, um, for the oh, for cool. the rap battle. Um, but, yeah, they go wild. I they The reason I haven't done it is, like, they have a really strange format where it's acapella, and mm-hmm. you have to have, like, three different sets of bars. So it's like a ten minute thing where you're just like roasting this guy for ten. Like I just don't know if I could. And it's all premeditated. Like I don't know. It's just not really my vibe. Yeah, like, it's from, a it's a thing I know I couldn't do. It it's, it's <laughs> I couldn't roast someone for a single bar. I'd feel bad. Yeah, I did one when I was in college on yeah. the way back from the track. Meet. Yeah, like they would do. That's what like that's what like the track team would like do on the way back from the track meet. And I was just like. Like I like the track team I was on for the first three years. I was like for real, like the only like white kid. I was like one distance runner, and then everyone else like yeah. And so, uh, but I was like, oh, I want to do this one time. And so I sat for like we were in like a tumwa, and I sat for the whole time back like coming up with a thing, and it was good, like and it like actually good. And everyone else was like, oh my god, and stuff. And then I was like, I'm done. Like I'm never do. Like I, I, if someone was like, oh, I've got a comeback, I'd be like, yeah, I'm toast. Like I literally just spent two hours like thinking of a way to roast you. Like I cannot think on my feet like that. So I've done one, one, one bar essentially. And, uh, there you go. That was it. I retired from the rap battle. It was really funny. <laughs> That's hilarious. Yeah. I could just imagine you going up there. <laughs> Oh, dude, I looked like so much more of a dweeb in high school, too. So, like, like, way, like, I mean, think, like, way skinnier. I pro- I was probably wearing contacts at the time, at least. But, like, yeah, it was really funny. Short hair. Short yeah. hair, yeah. Yeah. There are some wacky characters that come on that thing, though. Like, uh, uh, there were some, uh, there was a, 
it's a black lesbian against a like a like a scrawny white kid and like they just were going at it i was just editing it dying i'm like oh my god they go fucking crazy on each other that's so, that's <laughs> so just funny. digging so deep like and then there like there was a point where they're like it's too personal <laughs> fucking crazy man uh like and that's probably my thing is like i feel like i would almost go too far like i I feel like i just i lack like the social awareness sometimes so i feel like i'd almost go like too have you ever watched a new girl no oh wait you know i have seen like a little bit of it yeah how she's just like so oh no there's a character called winston and um he has pranks and they're either so inconsequential, no one notices, or they're so intense, they ruin literally everything. And I feel like that's that's the approach. It's like, I'm going to be too personal, and it's going to ruin everything, or I'm going to be like, your shoes are white, and they shouldn't be. <laughs> yeah, you're like, you got scuff on your van. <laughs> I see a wrinkle in your Jordan. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I, that's the best yeah, because that you'd start with that and it'd be like, oh come on, man, be like, okay, and then just like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. your best friend died of cancer. Like, oh. <laughs> it's because you're such a bad person. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that was Seth Clough. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. Do you guys think they're running out of band names? They'll never run out. No, you don't think so? No, it's a thing. It's just um. There's always something new. I, I, I'd say, like, because you can just put, I mean, how? This is the nutty thing. How can I have Seth Clow and the Silver Liners? That's something that should have been, and the Silver, like, that That should have been a thing that was taken. <laughs> they'll, like, uh, true. It's right there. They'll run out of horse racing names, like the names for the horses before they run out of band names. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I feel like they're really, like, no, they were some good ones this year, but I feel like they're really like, okay, how much farther can you go than this? Who was it that won Kentucky Dirt? Lucky something? Strike? No. Oh. Rich Strike. Rich Strike. Yeah, Rich yeah. Strike. But there's some good ones in there, but it's also like, I don't think it can. So I think it'll run out of that before. Because you can, like, you just make up anything. I mean, there's a band called Pet Cemetery. You got Pet Cemetery right there. And so it's just like a little, like, thing. Yeah, it's just references. As long as new things are created, bands will be good to go with names. Because it's not only. There's a rich tradition of a band coming up with a hit song and then another band using that hit song's title as their name like just looking at this it's Steve, good to go. just looking at the stephen king posters like i would listen to like like hearts in atlantis i would listen to that band uh bag of bones that's a metal that's band. a great road work is a name i've never heard of, but that's a band name yeah uh all of those are full dark no stars is an album title um mr mercedes that would be like i could see like a like a rapper like going that gwendy's button box yeah that unfortunately that is a band name right but like point being like yeah like yeah, true. It, it could it's go anything. yeah hmm. so what do you think what do you think is it that like makes a band name stick since you've come up with so many is it all pure ingenuity is there some kind of that's my response it is that raspberry for you that's that's what i got i have no idea yeah Hmm. I think I think some of them can be like that one. I was like, oh, that sounds like a metal band. It's like some of them like fit like a metal band will probably have some sort of like dark thing. It's just a personality thing, I think. Because like to me, if you told me to do Gwendy's button box, I'd say that's fucking stupid. Um, but if you told that to like 
Now this is gonna sound unfortunate, but like a ska band, I bet a ska band would be like, "Yeah, that's fucking dope. We should be Gwendy's button box." <laughs> oh yeah, I saw a band called Beebs and Her Money Makers one time. So that like really yeah. like yeah yeah it's along. it's it's a one another one man's trash another man's treasure. That's yeah. exactly what band names are. I mean, that's even like like Arctic Monkeys is my favorite band. What a dumb shit band name. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't listen to them for a long time because I was like, "That's a stupid name. I won't like this." Yeah. And then like, because I love to watch like full live sets on YouTube. And then like one day I was like, "Fine, whatever." And then I was just like, like ten notes in, I was like, "Oh, oh my god, I was so wrong." That's so funny. That's the same thing that happened with Manchester Orchestra because it was. I think you recommended to me. You sent me a live video of it, and then I was just like. Oh, okay. I, when Josiah posted about it, it was in his, like, top ten songs of the, like, ten bands of the year. And I was just like, oh, that's so pretentious. I Like, I yeah. couldn't possibly ever like that. Manchester Orchestra. And then yeah. you sent it to me, and I was like, oh, okay, never mind. this is really good. Yeah. Like, Arctic Monkeys is, like, actually, like, I think they even think it's a stupid band name, but, like, they're, like, one of the biggest rock bands yeah. in the world, so, like, you don't have a thing. I mean, Foo Fighters, do you know what actual Foo Fighters are? Like... World War Two thing, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah, that sounds familiar. It's like, so, it's like the, basically, like, the, like, reflections, like, from, like, the, like, sky and, like, particles and stuff create just, like, lights that, like, bounce around, and they call them Foo Fighters, like, and oh. it still is, like, a thing that happened, but, like, that's how that came, so, like... Hmm. You could probably just look. I mean, we almost had a couple baseball band names because I just went through Wikipedia because I'm a big baseball fan, and just it was like Seth Clow and like the home runs or like Seth, but like mm. obscure ones. And I'm sure that would fit for someone. Oh like, yeah, their obscure favorite baseball terms. So like things like that. I think it just is like fits yeah. like you find and i think it, it is definitely personality because it has to fit for you like dave Grohl thought the foo fighters worked and then the music went along with it yeah like, and if it was bad a label would have told them change your band name like <clears> i was ready for that at any time with lake effect it's yeah. <laughs> that's a conversation we had many times i mean the band is in equal parts like before it was like it was my friend and i and we were like the main two like focuses of like the project and then we just like have other people come in and play with our show so it was equal parts dan and nate was like the idea yeah. fuck yeah fuck yeah you guys have like a like a favorite or the greatest guitarist in your opinion i've never been great at favorites like that i've always been like um sure songs i feel like that that's the way to and then that might be the approach of just like the songwriting thing rather than a particular guitarist okay, i've never okay. got another part that's of it is very johnny greenwood of you um he's a radiohead's guitarist sorry that's like his thing he hates being called a guitarist he's like i'm a songwriter gotcha like, yeah and i think part of it too is like um i don't really go nutty for just instrumental music like uh, most of the time I, I like unless i'm inebriated then i d- i'm not here for it sure so sure. i i'd say it and then i i guess i'd say that um oh gosh scott hutchinson from oh yeah yeah frightened rabbit would probably be the guy he's fucking nuts yeah. just everything that he layered together and his uh, like lyricism so i guess that'd be and it, and then andy hole those are the two guys yeah. guitarists songwriters so i mean that's what i do so that yeah, makes sense yeah. why it's that way for for pure guitarist my answer is jimmy page because I actually think he fits oh, that, yeah. like, songwriting. Like, he doesn't need to be ripping solos in, like, every Led Zeppelin song. But when it does, he does, you remember it. Like, and he even, he's, like, did all their producing, too. And he was, like, guitar's not the focus. I'll put my guitar. Like, how many guitarists and bands in the 60s and 70s, if they were producing the album, would have been, like, the guitar can be back in the mix. Like, he was so song-focused. And then also, he could also shred. So he's my favorite guitarist. 
Fuck yeah. He used to do it with the fucking cello yeah, bow. Yeah, he's got the that bow. Crazy. He's got a theremin. Oh, gosh. Yeah, he's unbelievable. I used to do, because I had a, you know, I played guitar and I also had cello, so I would take that old cello bow and I'd be like, oh, oh yeah. shit, that sounds crazy. I've done that with my bass before. It's really cool if you throw a tube screamer on your bass and then play the low strings with a bow. It, like, really gets this cool distortion effect. That's nice. pretty tight. I used to have a, a little, like, slide a slide oh, glass yeah? thing just fuck around with that for hours like <laughs> here's a here's a question i like to ask it's kind of related sure. to the guitar thing that it might take you a sec so like if you don't have it that's fine what are the five best songs you've ever heard not your favorite songs because mm. that can even shift but like the five best songs you've ever heard like in general in terms of rock i'm guessing no no no, 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 no. whatever it is to you so I'll like you- one of the best uh like my example is I think uh, Runaway by Kanye West. Mm. It's a song that was just like, oh, yeah. The The trouble with me is, like, my favorite songs and the best songs I've ever heard are a circle. They're not a Venn diagram. Yeah, and it can be the same thing. Like, But, like, for my example, like, Bohemian Rhapsody is the best song I've ever heard. Like, they record, like, and, like, part of it's, like, a lot of these are the songwriting process for me is what gets into it. Because imagine writing that first ballad part, which is great, and it's unbelievable. Everyone can sing that right now. And me, after you do that, you tell your, you look at your bandmates dead in the eye and be like, after this, we're doing, like, a 40-part opera. <laughs> yeah and they don't thing. like and they don't say that's stupid we're a rock yeah. band you know what i mean and, and then they and they do it with 1970s recording equipment and like all that stuff that's a great point because i'd probably call you stupid yeah i'd say we can uh, that's stupid but we can try and as great as he is it was like i and I, forgive me on the year but i think it was like 1975 1976 when they were writing it like freddie mercury wasn't freddie mercury yet and also everyone in queen still was in queen so they had egos too for so for the ability yeah. to just like be like no like you're right we should do this and then still break out into the other sections of the song that are all unbelievable and anyone can sing like right away i just think it's the best song i've ever heard like it's so good mm. and then the next one like so like this is like a genre thing i think the second best is the hallelujah chorus by handel because mm. you like anyone can sing it back but it's still doing all the really cool like classical things like you know anyway hallelujah ha, like everyone knows that and then it's still doing all this cool i mean and it's the counterpoint and like all these like different things like so someone in 1600 wrote a song that still lives on and can be sung back like that today do you okay real quick sidebar do you think Leonard Cohen's Hallelujah would have existed without that one. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. It's just a religious phrase. Yeah. Yeah, that, yeah no, that's fair. I, I mean, yeah, yeah, no, I'm I'm with you. It's just a thing where I wonder if it's like, like that. Question. Yeah, as soon as you throw it out there, I'm like, oh, yeah, no, I, I forget about that Hallelujah all the time. Yeah. But then, like, number five on my list is, uh, I, I don't even fill in the rest because if you thought, but like, uh, Brains Do. By Green Day, because oh, again, song. the songwriting process was: this is all we need. Let's just build it. I've got. I know this melody is great. I know we don't need to build a guitar riff anymore. We're just gonna keep having it build and build, and go. And it's just the three of them, and they just create this massive song. Like yeah. I just think it's really cool. Fuck, I'd probably say Stairway to Heaven. Okay. Yep. Lithium by Nirvana. Nice. Um, the last part four of Beethoven Symphony Nine. Um, I can't really think of the other two. That's those, all right. Those yeah. are three. I mean, you rattled off three. I I wouldn't even have. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I I've like sat and thought about this a lot. I thought about a lot of the job I hated before, like, I, like and stuff. Like and then I, when I was still playing at churches, I thought about it because I asked everyone at the church and no one said a worship song, which is like, so this does suck. <laughs> 
no one was like oh like you know like this song like and they were all like saying like you know not worship songs and i was like exactly like yeah um but uh so yeah, it, think about it. even if like later, like a week from now, you just message like our Instagram and just say it'd be fun because I just really like hearing like what people say because it's so unique because your favorite songs like my favorite songs right now are different what they were six months ago, but the best song I think you have to actually sit down and think like oh, okay like what was really stuck with me yeah it probably needs to be like a combination of like you know both things that are simple and complex you it can know? be you can just pick all complex yeah, there's no sure, there's sure. no wrong answer like if you picked you know all just like high level jazz music yeah, like you wouldn't be wrong yeah like because like, brain to you because yeah. brain stew is on real simple like anyone can cover that not very no one can write brain stew like that's i don't know if i've heard a song like brain stew besides brain stew you know like maybe the punk elements but not just a literal here's my yeah. guitar okay now there's the drums and bass come in now they back off a little bit while i sing this and like it's just carried by the melody one verse is even the same lyrics except for one line the whole time and it's still just like yeah well and the chords just go up like half a semitone yep. right like just, yep just keep know. going down it's crazy yeah it's kind of a weird way to you know music theory wise i do know a little music theory exactly go- yeah. <laughs> dude i love working with people who don't know theory because they can write the most insane thing and i'm like oh my god what are you doing like, i don't know i thought it sounded cool <laughs> It's great. I seriously great. I love it's, it. It's great working with someone who does know theory because then and you can diagnose what the fuck I just did afterwards. <laughs> yeah. Was, does this work? Yes, it does. Yeah. What was it for? Set it right. You're just like, oh no, it sounds. It's actually the same thing that Lord does in Royals, where it sounds <laughs> like oh, yeah. it is this, but it's actually this. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I oh man, I've lost the name again. But there's this pop music trope where. Uh, bands will play they'll use the four and the five chord all the time and they'll even sound like they're resolving to five chord but the song's actually in like a different key yeah it's so like royals like is uh i think it's in I, th- I think it's in d major but they only use like g and a or it's it's a, or it's something like similar to that like and then they like never like resolve it and it's like a pop music like trope and one of our songs like has that because he's like oh i think it's in this key and i was like actually it's like this because this would be the one chord we just never play the one chord like we resolve to like this other thing so yeah well i'm glad you guys got that locked in yeah <laughs> uh, yes. sorry everyone i know that was boring as hell <laughs> but it's cool to I mean, me that's another thing about it where it's just like i do i understand what he's saying to me no but is he ha- coming with an energy that says, this is kind of an interesting thing. I say, that's great. That's fantastic. All right, cool. That means we're doing something good. That's like when, there was one time we were at a bar because like a bunch of times when he hangs out with uh, one of my, one of our good friends, uh, we just talk about sports all the time. And I can't remember, I we were out. It was like all that same group, but then him and Lexi and someone else were talking about something just going off. And I just made one little like thing like this. It's just like, I don't give a fuck what Nate has to say. <laughs> I have to listen to him talk about shit I don't care about all the time. <laughs> I don't remember it was what so I was funny. I do remember saying that though. It was so funny. <laughs> Nate, shut the fuck uh, up. I hear about sports fucking cons. I don't say anything. That's fine. I'm learning so he can learn today. It was a good time. Yeah. I wasn't mad about it. It just cracked me up. Exactly. And I feel like that's the nice thing is just other people I know would have been pissed off about it. But yeah, that goes back to the thing you said before. I, very little about it's actually pissed off. And just yeah. like being like, oh no, it works. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh guys, we're almost at an hour and a half. We've been going for a minute here. Uh do you guys have anything you want to wrap up or you know, mention before we wrap up? Socials? Well, what were you guys performing next? You guys um, got that set up? 
potentially July 21st at XBK. Yeah, we'll definitely be at XBK no matter what yes. for our next, next. show. Um, potentially July 21st for full band regular thing. August 13th. We are going to be doing a um, Green Day cover set. So if you're a, yeah, Green Day, it's going to be the whole entire time. We have some buddies in Hot Cunch that are going to, yeah, if you want to drink that name in for a second, Hot Cunch. Um, <laughs> uh, they're going to be doing Panic at the Disco. There's also going to be um, Paramore. Paramore and Death Cat for Cutie. Yep. Those are going to be on there too. But Ooh. yeah, it's going to be it's going to be real sick. That's August 13th, yep. um, which is a Saturday. A Saturday night. Ooh. They've yep. got tickets on sale. And I might actually like pick those up before because there's already a lot of response to the Facebook event and no one's even really promoted it yet because it's in August. So <laughs> yeah. like, yeah, yeah. should be fun. Looking yeah. forward to that one. For sure. And then I guess after that too, like it was a long way off, but Confluence in September will be there a couple of times. We'll be there Labor Day weekend and then later on oh, in the month. Nice. So mm-hmm. fuck yeah, I love yeah. Confluence. I love their beer. Yeah, I'm a huge fan. No, nice. dude, it's our. Well, it's my favorite brewery. Um, Des Moines IPA guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's it. <laughs> You're a prick just like me. Yeah, I like it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so we'll be there a couple of times, and that'll, we'll play covers and originals there, so if you're into a little bit of both and chilling with your friends. I mean, yeah. yeah, and then I guess I just plug listening to our music, and then our close friends in uh, Display Case, Kickstart the Sun, and Hot Cunch. Yeah. Anybody else? Uh, L&N, too. Yeah, man. L&N. Peter yeah. Blumberg. Yeah, dude. All those things. Fuck yeah, fuck yeah. Well, hey, I love what you guys are doing. I love your music. Um, we'll put links in that um, in the description below. Uh, t- check out the Patreon on McAllister, uh, Patreon slash McAllister Hours. We do have extra content we are putting out. Um, if you guys love what we're doing, want to give us a little more, that's the way to do it. Um, all right, guys, Seth Cole and one of the silver liners. <laughs> <laughs> perfect. No, that's perfect. That's perfect. I want to be in a huge band, but anonymous. So that's right. <laughs> no, uh, Nathan. Teason. You got it. Teason. Hey. Let's go, baby. Two and two, man. All right. I don't even know why the fuck I do a podcast. (laughs) I can't can't even remember these fucking names. All right. Peace out, everybody. Have a good one. We'll see you on the other side. Sweet.